Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Here's another story, Nate. Maybe you missed this. I don't know. Did you see that the College Baseball Foundation and Visit Over the Park announced yesterday that the College Baseball Hall of Fame will establish its inaugural physical location in Overland Park, located within the museum at Prairie Fire. The College Baseball Hall of Fame will serve as a shared community asset, deepening connections to the nation's favorite pastime through a dynamic and ever-evolving space for college baseball enthusiasts to celebrate the sport's rich past, present, and future. I did see that. That's awesome. Fantastic. It's another jewel in the crown of the greater Kansas City area. Patrick Mahomes said, baseball has been a huge part of my life, and I was fortunate to play the game in college. I'm excited for the College Baseball Hall of Fame to call Owen the Park home and join the community that I love so much. Mahomes. Our very own Todd Lebo in a very sharp cap, was uh, was out at the announcement yesterday. First, let's hear from Craig Ramsey, chair of the Board of Trustees, the National College Baseball Foundation Hall of Fame, officially announcing Over the Park as the College Baseball Hall of Fame's new home. And if I could, please join me to welcome the College Baseball Hall of Fame to Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, so then uh, Todd Lebo caught up with Craig Ramsey. What's going on there? Um, and asked about the College Baseball Hall of Fame choosing Overland Park as its new home. So here's Todd Lebo with uh, Craig Ramsey. Tell us about the long road this has been to finally get to find a permanent home here for the College Baseball Hall of Fame. Todd, we got all afternoon? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been quite the journey. The group that started this had the whole idea, hatched this idea in uh, Lubbock, Texas, and for 20 years, really, looking for a home. But it was uh, some fits and starts over the years. Um, There's great plans to house it in Lubbock, Texas, but some things changed. There was plans for a, a large stadium in downtown Lubbock, but the city's priorities changed, and so they had to pivot. Look, we then were courted by many other cities across the country hosting our annual event, but also as approaching us to, to be a host city. A couple of those didn't work out. COVID came about, and we all know what that did. So we put a pause on and said, you know what? Let's put out a national RFP. So we hired an outside group, a huddle-up group. John Schmieder's team did a great job for us to then send out a nationwide RFP, which went to really – Dozens and dozens and dozens of cities, and then many also reached out to us and said, could we participate in that? Overland Park was one of those cities that picked that. So we went through a very extensive search with those cities using a very set of strict criteria and racked and stacked those scorings against that. And Overland Park kept going, getting out there. So Overland Park became one of the finalist cities. And those finalist cities, we all did 
deep dive due diligence with those cities. We brought board members to have meetings, many of those uh, here that you some of these all day and others to the different cities. Then we went back and met and had another round of discussions with those cities about what it meant. And Overland Park just kept rising and rising and rising to the top. But, Todd, your, your question, it's been a long journey. And um, when I looked in, out there and saw a couple of our heroes that are inductees, it was very emotional because they need to have a home for their legacies. And that's what this is all about. Comment right now, Nate Katie. Hey, you know, Lubbock already has the Buddy Holly Hall of Fame. Right. As you know, or Buddy Holly Museum. Right. So um, they, they, didn't, they didn't need this. Overland Park. I like seeing them step up. This is, uh, this is great. Jake, any comments? No, I think it's a fantastic. I mean, I'm born and raised in Overland Park. I think it's a great. I mean, I'll go check it out. I haven't been to the museum yet that's over there. I see, I've see. i seen the outside of it. It, it looks beautiful. It looks awesome. I had a chance. Uh, it's right there by Chicken and Pickle. I had a chance to emcee a wonderful dinner and uh, auction for Brett Saberhagen and his wife for uh, Saves Wings for their... Um, Remember when they had the weekend here with the golf tournament and yeah. the event there, and it's uh, it's gorgeous. So it'll get me out there. I mean, I'll go check when when they get this done. I'll. Why would you not? That's right. Uh, also, Todd Lebo found one of Jake's favorite yeah. baseball players of all time, Alex Gordon, Agor, who is being inducted into the College Baseball Hall of Fame in February. And so uh, here, a happy Alex Gordon talks to Todd Lebo about the College Baseball Hall of Fame coming over the park. About this Hall of Fame coming here, they've had this idea for a Hall of Fame for years, and then they're finally going to have a home here, right here in Kansas City. This must be awesome for you as well. Well, it's kind of funny how it worked out, you know, full circle. In 2005, at Nebraska, I won some of these awards and traveled down to Texas Tech, where it was at the time, and... Uh, got to celebrate down there with uh, with these great people. Uh, so have them 20 years later to see them today and have them out here in Overland Park and right down the street from where I live. It's just it's crazy how it all worked out. So super excited to be a part of this uh, development and even more excited to be inducted to the Hall of Fame, which is uh, you know February 15th. So I can't wait. Can't wait. You like that, Jake? Didn't you? Got a new can't wait drop. Right. Also, here, uh, according to this story, uh, you'll like this, Nate. Patrick Mahomes contributed financial support to the project. Well, there you go. Boy, this guy just does it all, doesn't he? He's Understatement. I mean, seriously, just, yeah, you need something? Make this happen? All right, let me bridge that gap. All right, let's get it. Let's get it done. He's, I mean, he's Mister, Mister Kansas City. Yeah, he owns all the sports teams. Mister Everything. Yeah. After Mr. one, Mister Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Mister Wonderful. Yeah. No, that's really cool, though. Love Mr. Perfect. I think that's that's yeah. more like Patrick Mahomes. I'm excited to go out there and visit whenever it's... Kurt Henning. Ready to roll. 
especially for you. You're out here in Overland Park. You're right. You're right. Oh yeah, it's been a lot of time over Prairie Fire. Yeah, great, great area. What do you do over there? Jake said he's never been there. Oh, really? You're over there all the time. Well, there's a movie theater there, uh-huh. so we go there quite a bit. There's Shields. a there is a a bowling uh, alley there, so we, we go we take the kids bowling there sometimes. There's a couple of really nice restaurants there that we go to. Been to the Prairie Fire Museum with the kids, right? So there's a lot, there's a lot to do there. It's good, it's a good area. And now there's one more thing. Throw some bocce ball. Well, bocce ball, yeah. <laughs> Big bocce guy? No. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever played bocce ball there, but they have bocce ball at the place where their bowling alley is. I love bocce ball. Yeah. I own a set. Used to play it at uh, the bar called the Velvet Dog. Yeah. Back in the day. That place was awesome. It was. Out Down there on the side corner. by the fence. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of games I don't remember out there. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know damn well what it means. <laughs> the Velvet Dog. Hmm. So you were listening to uh, a clip from NFL Network. Who were you listening to that was trying to make the case for Josh Allen over oh, man. Patrick Mahomes? Uh, you, get all, you get all wrapped up in this Sean stuff. Sean O'Hara? Is that who it was? I, I had so to ask mad? you who he was. Well, I I found myself watching it and the whole time thinking, I'm not going to let this trigger me. It's just you know, I'm not just going. I'm not going to let this trigger me. But, but then you I did. watched the whole thing. I tell it, this son of a. Did his argument make any sense? No, no. It's just like you're just trying to you're trying to do exactly what you're doing. Get a rise out of. Why people. do you want to give this oxygen then? I. I why not? It sounds like someone who's stubborn. Like, I, I, this eerily reminds me of myself. Like, <laughs> you know? like when when you make a statement and you're just like, okay, I'm not, I am not I'm, coming I'm, off I'm this. Digging in, no matter what, I'm going to be wrong and I'm going to be wrong with authority. Right. Okay, then play it. All right, let's you, hear it. You want to hear it? Sure. Josh played his butt off, and look, he's one. Uh, we we got robbed again. We we as NFL fans. French? As NFL, <laughs> no, we French. Hold on, let me let me, let me finish. <laughs> As NFL fans, we got robbed by another chance for to see more Josh Allen in that game. If the kicker makes the field goal, we're going into overtime. So I go back to that 13-second game Pause where it. they changed Pause the overtime rules. Pause it. How in the hell do you know that they're going to overtime? You don't. That's the that's what I said. Look I was like, right no, you're How not. much time was left? A minute when he 47. A minute 47. What did you see <laughs> in that game that suggested the Bills were going to prevent Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs from driving into field goal territory, not get a touchdown, into field goal territory? And what have you seen? We talk about playoff Mahomes. What have you seen from playoff Butker? Butt kicker. To suggest that he was going to miss any kick. You think about the kicks that he's made mm. in the postseason. Mm-hmm. How long was the kick? We talk about 13 seconds. They had to make the kick. How long was that kick? That was 48 yards, was it not? He was 49. Yeah. What about the kick 
at the end of the AFC Championship game last year against Cincinnati in those conditions. Mm-hmm. How clutch was that? Yeah. I don't have to mention the kick that won the Super Bowl, but you think about the amount of clutch kicks this guy has made with the Super Bowl on the line, with the AFC Championship on the line, in the division round of the playoffs, indoors, outdoors, good weather, bad weather, all of it. Okay? You think about how the Chiefs' offense was performing on that afternoon. There wasn't, and so what if there was 13 seconds? They might have done it again. Mm -hmm. There was... Almost two minutes left. And timeouts. Two timeouts, I believe. And you think, and this guy thinks, well, well, we're going to hit the kick and we're we're robbed of overtime. Because I think I I was bitching about Andy Reid not taking a timeout before the two minutes. You know what we were robbed of, and I I didn't need to see it because I'd just rather miss the field goal and be done with it. What we were robbed of (laughs) is watching Patrick Mahomes go on the field. Yep. And rip the hearts and guts out yeah. of the entire city of Buffalo. Because that was going to happen. Right. 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 That's what and if you don't does. think that was going to happen, yeah. then you don't know ball. You don't know football. <laughs> what was going to happen is Mahomes and the offense was going to go on the field. They were going to drive down the field. And Butker was going to make the kick. And then we were all going to celebrate. Yeah, the only question would be, would they leave the Bills enough time to go drive again? A minute no. 47 is forever in today's NFL. Like, remember it used to be, like, when you were a kid, oh, the two-minute offense. You got to be efficient. You got to get down the field in two minutes. Now it's like, give, give them 30 seconds. You know, like, th- th- these teams, a minute 47 is forever. Yeah, so that that's what got me triggered. I told myself got robbed. See, when I was watching that, Jake, I was like, I'm not going to let this and guy And you asked who he was, and I told you he's a longtime offensive lineman with the Browns and the Giants. He won a Super Bowl. You know, he's, he was a very good offensive lineman. We got robbed. Been, he's, as soon as I saw the person, you know, no, he didn't. That wasn't going to overtime. No, we got robbed of watching a game-winning drive from Mahomes. Okay, go ahead. What else? What, what, what was this ridiculous argument? Do <laughs> we, we want to go deeper into this yeah. cut? Yeah. Why not? All right. Okay. The kicker makes the field goal. We're going into overtime. So no, I go no, back to not. that 13-second game where they changed the overtime rules because of that game because Josh didn't get a chance to do that. But, look, I would those rankings right there, I mean, you can change them week to week if you want. But still, I'm taking, regardless of the outcome, I'm taking Josh Allen every single time. Okay, stop. Okay, stop. Pause. Pause. You're taking Josh Allen every single time. Oh, and three. And you're not going to the Super Bowl every single time. You take Josh Allen every single time, and your ass is at home watching the Super Bowl every single time, unless you buy a ticket. Take him every single time. Every time. You what? What? After this? You after what you've him. seen? After this body of work that you've seen in this postseason matchup between the Chiefs and the Bills? Why on earth would you say I'm taking Josh Allen every single time? I'm just so going. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Are you? Then you're gonna lose every single time because that's what happened. If you take Josh Allen in the playoffs against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, you lose every single time. <laughs> Next play. You're, you're, you, why are you taking Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes, the guy who's won multiple Super Bowls? He's been I, a multiple I MVP both in Super Bowls and yeah. the regular season. I think Mahomes has a better team. That's why. 
But, I, but, but pure quarterback play, I think Josh Allen oh. is, is better. You're not, not going to get me going viral. You're yeah. not get me going viral on that. That, that came from Sean. Sean O'Hara, that did not come from Bucky Brooks. No, well, no, no, no. You can't no. argue that the Chiefs have a better <laughs> defense right now. Uh, I mean, they, they do have a better, better defense. Better tight end, yeah. better running back, better offensive line. So, look, Mahomes, this is not a disrespect on Mahomes. Look, I mean, I, if Josh Allen, it's 1A and 1B right there. Like I said, you can you know alternate them week to week. But <laughs> Chiefs have the better team. Mahomes has the better team. Josh Allen, he's still looking for some help. Can I get somebody to catch the ball? Can I get somebody to make the football? Oh. Uh. <laughs> You Loser. hit Stefan Diggs. Loser. <laughs> All we heard this year, oh, Mahomes just doesn't have the help this year. Doesn't have the wide receivers. They just really, doesn't have the help. They finally really missed that Tyreek Hill. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> it's it's All, funny. All we heard about. That guy won. All we heard about. Because we're talking about his yep. dumbass. Into the game. Winner. <laughs> leading into the game and during the game. Oh, the big difference, the big difference now with the Bills is James Cook. This dynamic running back, this has put them over the top. Nobody was talking about Pacheco over Cook. Every day, just James Cook, that's, just, that's the difference. That's what they found. Now they're leaning on the running game. Oh, and for the better quarterback that you love so much, they had to take the football out of his hands, basically. And turn him into a game manager. They said, we got to make him Alex Smith now. No. That's the only way we can play. Hey. Because he turns the football over too much. Go look at how many passes were, were thrown behind the line of scrimmage. And at five yards or less. Because that's what they trust him to do now. Because he almost blew the season turning the football over. And yeah, he did... Throw a a bomb to Stefan Diggs, but that's a guy you went out and traded for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your guy. He dropped it. So what? Big deal. Don't tell me about drops. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me about wide around. receivers. <laughs> McCole Hardman had the game in his hands. And he said, "No, I don't want it." <laughs> so don't tell me about wide receivers almost pissing the game away. Mahomes overcomes all that, has overcome all that, and has the Chiefs a step away from the Super Bowl again. Something Josh Allen and the Bills, they got no idea what that's like because they ain't been there. Where'd it go, Nate? They can't even get back to the championship game now. They had, what, would the, what, what rule were they going to change this offseason? Oh, let's play at a neutral site. Let's wide, play in Atlanta. They're going to widen we, the goalposts. We, we don't forget about that, don't we? Oh, if we, if we beat the, uh, the Bengals, then we should play in Atlanta. We shouldn't go to Kansas City. And guess what? If they'd have played in Atlanta, you, you would have got your ass kicked in Atlanta, too. They didn't beat the Bengals, so they have to worry about no, it. No, they didn't. Let's <laughs> change the overtime rule. Yep. Hey. Hey, uh, hey, NFL commissioner, don't you think we should widen the uprights mm-hmm. for field goals? <laughs> but five yards each way, more field goals need to be made. Yeah. Oh! 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 
And also, miss me with all the people complaining and bitching about Chiefs players turning around and flipping the bird to the Bills fans and, you know, and talking trash to them. Guess what? When you throw snowballs and then ice balls at the heads of players and talk bad about their families and talk bad about and talk crap the entire game, guess what? All right? Buckle up and get ready to get the bird flipped at you <laughs> after you lose. You'll recover. <laughs> okay? I don't know. Okay. Take your ass back out in the parking lot and throw yourself through a table because that's what you got to do for the next two or three weeks while the rest of the playoff teams are battling for the Super Bowl. Go light your ass on fire, throw it through a table, go sacrifice yourself in that big pit, do all those things, because you're never going to the Super Bowl. As long as Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson are living and breathing, and they all are. I'll take Josh Allen every single time. Good. We need dummies like you, you simp. (laughs) Back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's say hey to Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. What's up, Matt? How you doing? I am doing well, Stephen. How are you this morning? I'm good. Got a little worked up in the last segment. That's all right. He's settling down a little bit. Yeah. You know? Had some oatmeal in the uh, commercial break, so settled in. Settled in nicely. How you been, man? Everything good? I cannot complain, especially when you know you got good football in your life, man. Right? Will you uh, will you be in the press conferences today or the open locker room? Um, it depends on who is it's what players are at the podium today. But I would imagine I'll probably end up being in the locker room. Yeah, Lebo is going to be over at the uh, at the press conferences, and then uh, Nate and I. We'll be in the locker room. We're going to see what player Nate can infuriate with just a simple question. But uh, <laughs> today at the podium, supposedly, or it's it's uh, subject to change, but Andy Reid, Mahomes, Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Reed, Harrison Butker, and Creed Humphrey. It's pretty pretty big names there. Yeah, we get the we get the drink from the water hose this week, right. fire hose this week with, with the podium because you know. Normally, we'd have two players at the podium on a Wednesday. Yeah, so here's the thing. So they have all those players, and then on Thursday, they have Mahomes, Rice, and, and Bolton. And then on Friday, Kelsey Sneed, Carl Aftos, McDuffie, Dana Smith. And so can we not – we can't talk to the guys that are going to be at the podium on Thursday and Friday either, or can we? Technically, you can. I mean, it's just going to be whether or not, you know, hey, they'll, they'll talk to you right. or – Somebody will come over and try and stop you. Hey, I'll be at the podium on Thursday. Talk to you then. According, according, to, the, according to the rules, you can talk to anybody any day. See, we'll get some good stuff from, uh, you know, there's hey, there's plenty of players that uh, we need to talk to. You know what? I, I don't I don't see Shamari Connor on that list. Ooh, yeah. Targeting him. Don't piss him off, Nate. We want him to be well. in, in good spirits. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he plays well angry. Right. That's I exactly right. So, um... I know we'll find out more, but the three injured players, Matt Derrick, take me through uh, your level of concern or your level of confidence that we'll see them play and, and what it would mean if they didn't play between Willie Gay Jr., 
of course, Joe Tooney and uh, Mike Edwards. Yeah, I mean, Joe Tooney would be uh, highest concern and lowest confidence that he would play. Um, you know, if it is indeed a, just a strain, you can play through those. It's painful, and, and depending on just the severity of the strain, I mean, you know, they can they can manage the pain. Um, but even if they put you up, put a harness on there and, and and try to allow you to be able to play through it, it still makes, especially for an offensive lineman, it makes you kind of a one armed player. And so that that to me, um, for for a pec injury, those are those are really tough to play through. So I think it it could very well be an either or kind of thing for the Chiefs. I mean, if you if you believe you can win win this game without Joe Tooney and you you want to play in a Super Bowl, I think you need Joe Tooney in the Super Bowl. So that might be a reason to sit him. If you feel like you know you can't make the Super Bowl without Joe Tooney, then maybe you do try to let him play. Um, I think we'll get a good indication today. Any any of these guys, by the way, that practice today, even in a limited role, I think you feel good about them being able to play on Sunday. The best indication will come on Friday, of course, as always. But um, that would Tony would be the one I'd be most concerned about. Willie Gay is, is probably behind there as far as a higher concern, but also a higher confidence or lower concern, but a higher confidence he'll play. Um, the fact that he tried to go on Sunday and and tweaked the neck again and couldn't is concerning, but you know we don't really know the severity or the nature of the injury, what it is. So let's, I guess, it's, we're kind of going to wait and see. Maybe we'll get some clarity from Andy Reid today about it. I'm not, not betting a ton on it because the Chiefs, as we all know, are not the most transparent sometimes with injuries. Um, but and with Mike Edwards, you know, it's a concussion. You just never know. Everybody's different, so it it could go either way. You can't really bank on it either way. That uh, obviously, if if he practices at all this week, especially if he's a full participant, uh, he'll he'll play on Sunday. You know, it, it's uh, it's concerning if the, the Chiefs don't have any of those players. But I mean, Nick Allegretti played very well in Tooney's absence. Tooney's an All Pro. You're not going to get that production, but Allegretti has plenty of starting experience. And like I said, I thought he played very well uh, in the game against the Bills. And so you feel. You feel at least pretty pretty good about that. I mean, Shabari Connor, according to Pro Football Focus, was the highest rated defender of the weekend of, of any game. Uh, he, he you know he, he wasn't perfect, but he played pretty damn well in place of Mike Edwards. And then you do have some depth that, that, with, with Willie Gay, but I just in this game, I feel like you need Willie Gay because of Lamar Jackson and because of his ability to beat you with his legs. Uh, and so, man, I really, really hope, I hope they all play, but I really hope Willie plays because I think the Chiefs can get by with Allegretti, and I, I think they can get by with Shamari Connor. I need Willie Gay Jr. out there to try to help stop Lamar Jackson and limit what he can do with his legs. Yeah, and, I mean, that's just a huge part of your linebacker depth, too. I mean, you can say, hey, great, they got Drew Tranquil, so you got four linebackers that you trust. But it just takes one injury, and now you've got someone that's, you know, very unproven. I mean, Jack Cochran would be the next guy up. And that's, you know, I mean, Jack's a you know, good young player and a good special teams player. But, you know, that, and especially him, you know, playing something other than, you know, the mic role is a little bit more of a challenge for him. So, yeah, that, that's a severe drop off. 
So, you know, you really can't afford another injury there in that step to that spot where you don't have Willie Gay. And yeah, I'm with you completely, especially against that, just the, the Baltimore run game period. I, I think you really need and can use Willie Gay. And then you add in the prospect of maybe Mark Andrews is back. Well, I think once again, you come back to, you need as many of your linebackers and especially some guys with speed that you can have. And so that's, that to me, I mean, I do think that Willie Gay is pretty important. I also will co- co-sign everything you said about Nick Allegretti. I mean, he's a starter level replacement. He's a good guy to have in that spot. Is he an all pro like Joe Tooney? No, but he can do some things and he's a good player and he's obviously been in the system long enough that you, you don't miss anything chemistry and communication wise. And to go back to the, Depth in the secondary part. I mean, Stephen pointed out Shamari Connor and how well he played overall. Um, that depth was really tested against the Bills at corner and at safety. How good do you feel about those positions going into this game? Yeah, I, to me, it's a it's it's a bit of a question mark. As well as Shamari played, I I think there's a, still a little bit of concern. Sometimes, you know, hey, the adrenaline of the situation can you know, help you through a moment like that, especially when you're just kind of, you know, forced into the game and, uh, you know, a single moment and playing the entire game, he was he was good. I mean, he had some rough moments at times, but he was he was good. Um, you know, now that you're preparing all week maybe to be the starter, that's a different mindset. And, you know, he hasn't really been in that before. So you're talking about Jamari Connor preparing for his first NFL start in an AFC championship game against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That might get a little bit more intimidating. So, and I, this is this is probably at least in my mind. I mean, and, and maybe there's some individual players I'm really forgetting, but I gotta say, I mean, I think in the Lamar Jackson era for the, for the Chiefs going up, up against the team, I think this is the most complete set of playmakers, skill position players that Lamar's had around him, and that's what makes you know to me the, the secondary so important. Because you, you need to be able to, to move guys around the way that Steve Spagnuolo and Dave Merritt do. I mean, I think you want to try and confuse Lamar as much as you can. And, hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're down to your number three free safety. I mean, that's, that's, that's a drop down to depth chart. And it also hurts you in that if, you know, if that's the role that Troy Connor is playing, remember, he's been so good as that dime safety this year. Now your dime safety is either, you know, Deion Bush, or you're using a corner in that spot, and so it does. I mean, it, it does affect things further down in some of your substitution packages. And even though the Chiefs, you know, really survived on Sunday against the Bills, I think it's I think it's different against this opponent in this situation. Is this the best team? And this is crazy to ask because one of the teams the Chiefs faced was Tom Brady and Gronk and the New England Patriots, but. Do you think this is the best all-around team the Chiefs have faced in their six AFC Championship games? And if not, where would you rank him? Ooh, that is really good. I mean, you have to do you have to put the Bengals and the and the that, that Bengals team ahead of them because Bengals beat them. I don't know. I mean, I think those those were probably fairly even footing. If if not, maybe the Chiefs. You know, if they played ten times, even though the Bengals did beat them twice, I think Chiefs still might pull out five wins. Um, Tom Brady was really good. I think that that Buffalo team that they beat was really good too. But yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd say this Ravens team has got to be in the top half. So I put them at least as the third best team, if, if not maybe the second best team. I mean, I you know 
I, I, I guess I still have the, the playoff pass of Lamar Jackson and this team haunting me in my mind a little bit, that this has just been such an underachieving team that I, I don't know if they're going to play up to their seed. I think they will, and if they do, I mean, then obviously I, I think that they would be – they might even be number one because I honestly think that the Chiefs were, were better than the, the 2018 Patriots. Um, it just we're missing that one thing that day to get the win. Um but, I mean, this is a really good Ravens team. I mean, especially because they can play good defense. This is going to be a challenge, especially in the middle of the field, because the last couple of weeks against the Dolphins and the Bills, Chiefs have been playing teams and defenses that have been banged up. And this Ravens team is not banged up. It's healthy and, and full force. This question is for all three of you gentlemen, Matt Derrick, Nate Bucati, and Jake Gutierrez. What unit do you have more faith in? more faith in the Chiefs' offense being productive against the Ravens' defense or the Chiefs' defense being productive and slowing down the Ravens' offense. Based on these matchups, which unit do you have more confidence in on Sunday, the offense or the defense? Matt Derrick. Uh, I think I have to say the defense. I, I mean, I would be very surprised if this defense gives up more than 24 points. I, I think they're that good. I think it's like 10% chance that they, they give up more than that. I like, I, and I want to see Legereus Sneed versus Zay Flowers so bad. That's a matchup I'm just dying to watch. Yeah, I'm with Matt. I The only thing that gives you pause is the fact that 15 is on the offense. But through the course of this year, the, the, the defense has proven – to be reliable week in and week out. And the offense is is looking better in the playoffs than they have. But I do agree with Matt that this Ravens defense is is better than any defense the Chiefs have faced all year, of course, because it's the best defense in the NFL. Um so I yeah, I I I think the I think the defense has to hold the Ravens to under twenty four points if the Chiefs are gonna win the game. Jake? I mean, all logic would go with Nate and Matt. Uh, but I, I'm not very logical. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, look, I, I, I would, I would, if I want to be safe, I would say the defense because that, that's the, the, the side that's been great. And, and I mean great all year long. But I'm going to ride with Patrick Mahomes in that offense and Andy Reid's play calling. I mean, you look I'm, at- I'm going to go with the offense, too, because of the success Buffalo had running the football. And that does scare me a little bit. You have to look at matchups. Yep. The Ravens run the football. And that has been, I guess, the, really the only weakness of the right. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Defense and I and I I just I think the offense has figured it out and I I, I still don't think that Mahomes is getting enough credit for how good he was mm-hmm. against Buffalo and I think that the Chiefs' offense is going to continue to be productive and and they're going to move the ball and they're going to score on Baltimore. I mean, you look at what he's done in the past in 2018: 377 yards, 66 completion percentage. Just look whenever he's facing the number one defense. T- 2019. 374 yards, 73% completion percentage. 2020, 385 yards and four touchdowns, 73%. And then 2021, their last matchup, 
343 yards with a 77.4 completion percentage and three touchdowns. I mean, I, I, I have to go with playoff Pat there. You know, I think that most likely scenario is it's a little bit of both. Because I, I think that's what happened in the Bills game, isn't it? I mean, the offense played well. Defense played well. Um, I don't see this. Do you think the Chiefs are getting into the 30s offensively? Like, I don't expect that. I think they can. I think they you can do? score 31. Okay. I, 30, I mean, they scored. They, they would have scored 34. They scored 27 last week. They can. I don't anticipate it. I think, you know, this game's going to be a... You know, it has to be a 27-24, 27-20 game. But yeah. sure I can. I can see Mahomes doing anything against anyone. For me to say, no, I don't think they get to 31, I'd feel like, I'd feel like an idiot. But they can, sure. I'll be very surprised that they get over 30. I hope you're very and surprised. I, and I, I, of course I it's do. It's going to happen now. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I hope, and, I, and I hope you play it back, rub it in my face, man. Let's, I mean, well, I mean you know. What's, what, what's their ceiling then offensively in this game? 27. So then, like you're talking about another field goal, then you'd be shocked. Yeah, I mean, I I think right. I think I'll be. I mean, twenty seven. I think is a very good offensive performance against this Ravens defense. The Rams did it. Yeah, I mean, recently, I, um, it can happen. It can happen, I yeah. guess. But but I I think if I've, I've seen someone score thirty on the Ravens. I haven't seen anyone score thirty on the Chiefs because yeah. it hasn't happened. Matt Derrick. It has not happened. I mean, the only team in the NFL hasn't given up thirty points and. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, hey, there's no doubt. I mean, the best player on the field more on Sunday is going to be Patrick Mahomes. As much credit as, as, as Lamar might win the MVP this year, probably should win the MVP. But, I mean, bottom line, 15 the best player on the field, and that can be absolutely the difference maker. I just don't know if I have confidence that this, this offense with the supporting cast around him, I don't know if he can drag them to 30 points against a great defense like the Ravens. And, I mean, but the one thing it comes down to is it's turnovers and mistakes because that's what the Ravens defense thrives on. They really thrive on, on playing, playing good red zone defense and taking away the football. If they don't take away the football, that can be a problem for them, and especially if you can win the turnover battle. So that, that to me, is one of the biggest indicators of this game. If the Chiefs can protect the football and they can get some turnovers over their own, that's the way they can get to 30. Play a clean game. That's right. All right, Matt Derrick, I know that you've looked at uh, every angle of this game, and so at least and, and things could change based on who's playing and who's not playing. But give us your Wednesday morning prediction for Chiefs and Ravens. I'm, I'm still needing to see the injury situation before I, I have full confidence, but I'm going I'm to say something that, that seems counterintuitive for a lot of the things that we've said so far. But I think that the Chiefs win a, a, a low-scoring game. I think the Ravens win a high-scoring game. If I, I think if this one ends up in the 30s, I'm afraid that uh, that's because Lamar's having a great day. Hey, Isaiah Likely and Zay Flowers both get into the end zone, and that's tough to overcome. So if this ends up being like 37-35, I'm afraid that the Ravens win. But I think it's going to end up in the 20s more than likely. And if it ends up being low scoring, I think the Chiefs win. So, like I said, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I, I, I'm, I right now I'm leaning towards the Chiefs and like probably a three-point win. Who wins the NFC Championship game? 
I, the Lions would be an absolutely fantastic story, but I think I think the 49ers are just too good. If, if, if Purdy has had his one bad game and got it out of a system, they'll be fine. But that's that's all what it all comes down to to me. If Purdy has another bad game, Lions can win it. But overall, 49ers are just a much better team. Thank you, Matt Derrick, ChiefsDigest.com. Check it out. Thanks, guys. You were the best. You're the best. Why are you playing this? I just saw. I just literally was reading a tweet about Entourage. See how that works. Jerry Ferrara Turtle was tweeting someone who just said they're binge watching Entourage. He said, "Enjoy the ride." See how that works. That's weird. That's that's weird, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm everywhere. I'm inside your head. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's loud in that's here. It's awful. Okay, so th- I'll ask it to you this way: what 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 do you think's more likely, Nate? That the Chiefs score 30 or that the Ravens score 30? Gosh, that's a great question. You're not going to like my answer. Just going off of of my gut and just, I would say that the Ravens score 30. The Chiefs have scored over 30 a couple times this year. I, I just... It's hard for me to picture it with the way the offense has played this year and the Ravens' defense. It's hard for me to picture. I would say the Ravens scoring 30 is more likely. The Ravens gave up 33 in a loss to the Browns and gave up 31 in a victory over the Rams. The Chiefs have not given up 30 this year. So you'll still stick with the Ravens. Yeah, I've seen the Ravens score in the 30s against a lot of people. Not the Chiefs, I'll tell you that. We'll be back after this on WHB.